strange stories of peculiar people and extraordinary events throughout history. This is Notorious Narratives. Hi and welcome to Notorious Narratives. I'm Robin. And I'm Jen. And today's episode is about Peter Nurse. Do you know who that is? I certainly don't. I mean, I am a nurse, but I do not know who Peter Nurse is. Nurse. It's actually uh, spelled N-I-E-R-S, but it's pronounced Nurse. Oh, okay. Nears. 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 Yeah, you're going to... Nears. I had to um, YouTube pronunciation that. Be like, Nears. It is your favorite thing to do, to YouTube pronunciations. I love it. The legends of Peter Nears may be lesser known than those of Elizabeth Bathory or even Vlad the Impaler, but that doesn't mean that they are no less horrific. It has been said that Peter was a master magician that studied black magic and would render himself invisible, transform into a cat, a dog, and maybe even a goat. Meow. <laughs> it was said that he garnered these powers through the cannibalization of fetuses, and he kept oh, the, <laughs> and he kept the severed hands and feet of infants in a leather pouch uh, at all times. Ah, uh, uh, Robin. So it's no wonder then why the German robber bandit has been rooted among some of the worst serial killers in history. This wow, Jen. Just <laughs> wow, Jen. This is very yeah. Jen topic. You're stealing directly from my my playbook. This is a tale of the medieval boogeyman. Peter was born into what was considered a class war. He was born into a peasant family in the 16th century Germany, which was pretty much the peak of serfdom. And Peter saw firsthand the struggles and the rampant classism. No doubt the inhumane living conditions and treatment of the peasant class were a catalyst for his later sociopathy. Peter's murder spree took place in the aftermath of a countrywide peasant uprising that began in 1525, also known as the Germans' Peasants' War. This revolt was the largest uprising in Europe until the French Revolution. Peasant armies stormed the castles of wealthy landowners, monasteries, and cities. The peasant revolt in Germany that began in 1525 led to a long period of unrest and chaos, and as a result, crime rates in Germany soared. Surviving records reveal that murder accounted anywhere between 11 to 15 percent of the country's crime between the 1570s and the 1590s. And it was from this backdrop of violence and chaos that Peter Nearest emerged. The revolution naturally fostered a hostile environment in which groups of thieving highwaymen roamed. Peter formed a gang of his own in Alsace, France, a town situated in the middle of the conflict. It is believed that Peter was inspired by fellow murderer Martin Steer, a shepherd and murderer who organized 48 fellow shepherds into a gang of bandits. Steer and his gang claimed to have traveled all the way to the Netherlands. After a 22-year spree, Steer was executed in 1572, but not before mentoring Peter. Peter and his rotating group of 24 bandits terrorized the European countryside for years as they stole from and murdered travelers on remote highways. The gang split up to target smaller attacks or banded together to take down larger ones. Eventually, the gang became encouraged enough to march into towns and villages to murder, rape, and attack citizens for their goods. Peter's gang traveled hundreds of miles across southern Germany, western France, the Rhineland, and Bavaria. The gang's widespread network of crime extended the stories of their misdeeds across Europe and created a lore around Peter and his crimes that persists today. So where do the babies come in? We're going to get there? Because <laughs> so far I'm having like a real, you know, I'm not going to get medieval into... Robin Hoodie kind of 
thing like yeah you know no, like, there's no there's no detailed stories about these babies just let you know oh okay so it's just yeah, like no, no you don't have to you don't have to prep yourself for that now it's just right. the conception and just like kind of this lore that happened in, in the 1500s but he's so incredibly savage and terrible that he carried around mm-hmm. pouches of baby limbs yep it's pretty brutal that's some brutal shit, Robin. In 1577, Peter and the members of his gang were captured for the first time after 11 years of crime. One of his accomplices had turned them in, and Peter was, as a result, tortured. He reportedly confessed to 75 murders at the time, some of which explained several accounts of missing local women. Peter somehow managed to escape his first imprisonment and avoided execution. I mean, how, how good were prisons then? Let's, 1500, yeah, no. Let's get real, you know? Rickety trains on some, uh, you know? Yeah, it's like there's a lot of straw. There's maybe a bit of chain. But it's maybe One swift kick to, so. uh, to a, a cell uh, door. Yeah, and you're like, good to go. I've watched Forged in Fire. If your blacksmith isn't doing perfect work, it's pretty easy to get out of shit. Also, they think that once it's put up, that they never have to replace it. They're like, oh, this will last us forever. And then, like, actually, no, not really. It's like, well, it's it's only been there a century. It's brand new. Do you know <laughs> how much fine. I paid for that it's in the 14th fine. century? It's a little rust. It's fine. Just, Just it clean off. it. A nice wire brush. Soon after, the tales of his terrors reached levels of gore. Pamphlets, books, and songs about him were circulated and featured cannibalism, black magic rituals, and supernatural abilities. I mean, the bard goes from town to town. He sings the songs in the pubs. Mm-hmm. I've, I I've love a good bard. Uh, I've watched The Witcher. I, I know. know. Uh, I know what happens. My favorite character. There's a lot of there's a lot of baths. So fun. All right, I'm not, I can't. Uh, oh, man, Johnny ruined it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh. Man, it is a story of a witcher. It's a little witcher-esque, this story. I'm it into is. It though. I'm wondering if this if they got the story of, of the witcher for, I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to go down Oh, the, the witcher's also books, so it could be based on, oh, like, they said that, based yeah. on medieval lore. Yeah, of course. There we go. According to the collection of pamphlets by Johann Wick, possibly the first ever true crime reporter, who knows, the killer <laughs> summoned the devil in the woods near Flossburg, France. And called on these powers to complete his crimes. He's the devil incarnate himself. I'm not sure mm-hmm. why he's calling the devil. He is. The stories also claim that before his execution, Steer trained Peter in the art of black magic. Wick, who had followed both of their crimes closely, published three pamphlets about Peter between 1577 and 1583 that revealed the depths of his corruption. Historians reported that German black magic practitioners from this era believed candles made from fetus skin and fat allowed for invisibility and other supernatural powers. You know, just definitely a time where there's a lot of uh, talk about magic. Just seems like there's a lot of fetuses rolling around. It, yeah, it's... I mean, this isn't a time when abortion is legal or anything. So, like, where all these fetuses come from? They're not talking about even babies. So these are just, like, just stolen. Fe- but, like, How? I want, like, I have so many questions, Robin. I want to understand the materials collection for these uh, black magic rituals. Legend also maintained that cannibalizing fetuses could give one the ability to transform himself into a log, a stone, or even an animal. As a black magic magician, it was believed that Peter acquired an appetite for infanticide. He is said to have used the skin of infants to make candles that allowed him to break into homes undetected. It was also said that he hacked off the hands and feet of infants, cut out their hearts, and ate them. He allegedly also hacked off the breasts of young girls that he killed. All right, not the boobies. While on run, 
Peter reported to have frequently changed his appearance to avoid capture. Among these disguises were a leper, a goat, and a soldier. I mean, if you've got a good goat (laughs) costume. So I wanted to just step back just a moment mm-hmm. and talk a little bit about the candle that he made out of uh, baby flesh mm-hmm. that helped him become invisible. get away with burglary mm-hmm. right yeah so there's another kind of candle known as the hand of glory Ooh. and it's the hand of a hanged man turned into a candle and if you light it it supposedly renders you invisible it's in harry potter it's also in a mm-hmm. lot of other things draco malfoy has one is it like every finger is lit i believe so yeah yeah that's pretty cool. Anyway, I'm just, you know, any opportunity I have to tie it into Harry Potter, I will. And also, I mean, yeah, The Hand of Glory is in a lot of other um, different fantasy novels Absolutely. and science fiction yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Absolutely. So I just wonder if it's part of this story. No, it's not. But thank you so much. I remember that in the books. Or similar. But, you it, know, it just seems like a similar, like, he uses the fat of a dead baby to make a candle so he can get away with burglary. Yeah, in my mind, it's a very it just seems so thin similar. kind of like, you know, something that he can travel with and put in his pocket. Yeah, it's just like, what's with these candles made out of people that help you be invisible and get away with crimes? Fuck that. And there's not just one. There's more than one. Mm-hmm. So what's funny about how among the disguises, one of them was a goat, right? I Yes. And at the beginning, I told you that he was known to transform into a dog, cat, and, you know, any other kind of animal. But there was also several things about Peter that never changed. No matter what form he took, he was always known to carry money, uh, two loaded pistols, and a broad sword. So what you're saying is that so there's a goat. If there's a goat walking like around the, like with a wild two West pistols goat. and a freaking broad sword and a pocket you full know. of cash. You know it's <laughs> like, Peter. You know it's you know Peter. It's Peter. <laughs> but once again, I go back. Harry Potter. Transfiguration. They always have their same markings. They so do. maybe and he doesn't actually carry those items. It just, his stripes look like it. Or like oh. there's a spot that looks like a money pouch. Oh, see, you ruined it. I'm thinking about a goat walking around with a freaking two pistols and a... I'm also thinking of a goat and a bandolier. 50-50. 50-50. You know, I'm trying to like... But like, think you about know, you're... Logically. You're in town which... walk, walking out of the pub and you stumble and all of a sudden this goat walks past you. And just kind of like nods its head, doesn't say anything. Just you're like, what was in that whiskey? By. And you're like, I, was that a goat? Was that goat carrying a sword and two pistols? What wow. was in my drink? I drank too much tonight, Esther. Too much. Too much, Esther. I drank too much. In his 1579 arrest warrant, Peter is described as rather old, with crooked fingers and a scar on his chin. Finally, in 1581, Peter's tenure as a serial killer would come to a fittingly disturbing end. By this time, Peter was well-known across the country. He attempted to hide in plain sight when he stopped at a lodge in Newmarket called The Bells and asked a local innkeeper to hold his leather pouch so he can visit a bathhouse. This, however, would be his undoing. As Peter enjoyed his bath, the townspeople confronted the innkeeper to open a leather pouch. Inside were the dried hearts and hands of fetuses. Realizing these were the possessions of black magic, the townspeople knew whom they belonged to. Peter was easily captured in the bathhouse, much to the shock of the authorities. Many believe Peter was easily arrested because he was separated from his magical objects, which were believed to have made them invisible. Peter surrendered and confessed to an astronomical 544 murders that included 24 pregnant women. 
The executioners gave Peter a taste of his own medicine by delivering an especially violent death upon him. So yeah, 544 murders and 24 pregnant women. I think that if he was just going after fetuses, I'm sure maybe the pregnant women would have been a little bit more larger than 24. If that was like his motive and his MO. But he also kept things in his pouch that seemed to be his power essence. You know, dry, dried things, yeah. I have to ask you, is this a true story? <laughs> we don't know yet. <laughs> I was like, hold on, hold on. I was like, before I get sucked a little too far into the um, dried fetus hearts, continue, please. For three days, Peter was tortured. On the first day, the flesh was skinned from his body and hot oil was poured into his wounds. The second day, his feet were greased and held above burning coals in an effort to roast him alive. Finally, on a third day, he was strapped to the breaking wheel. This infamous medieval torture device was a large wheel designed to break bones and or crush someone to death. Yeah. Somehow, maybe due to one of his alleged deals with the devil, Peter still did not die after the breaking wheel crushed his body. The executioner had to hack off Peter's limbs to finally kill him. I mean, the limbs, I mean, if he really wanted to kill him, he could stab him in the heart. He could chop his head off. But he went with the limbs because they even wanted him to suffer more. Mm -hmm. After they turned his feet into feet kebabs. The combination of popular contemporary folklore and the passage of time have reverend the details of Peter's life and crime somewhat reckless. His crimes and kill count could be exaggerated. We don't know. Separating fact from fiction in Peter's tale is all the more complicated by the accounts of two contemporary serial killers, Chrisman, Jenna Patigna, and Peter Stump. Chrisman allegedly murdered 964 people and was also executed via the breaking wheel. Peter Stump believed himself to be a werewolf and allegedly ate 14 kids. He was also known, like Peter Nurse, for having made a pact with the devil. Based on his inflated kill count in particular, historians believe that Chrisman was a fictitious combination of both Peter Nears and similar murders of the time. As there seem to be no accounts that claim Peter Nears was fake, and because his victim count appears legitimate, this medieval boogeyman could very well be considered one of the most inventive serial killers of all time. So who knows whether he's hmm. real or not. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> there's no way for us to know. I mean, I guess any documents that exist with his name, I, I don't know if anything exists. Yeah. I'm trusting you, Robin. <laughs> Who knows? So that is the story of Peter Nierce, the medieval boogeyman. Just another notorious narrative. If you enjoy our episodes, you can also go to patreon.com slash notorious narratives, where you can access exclusive content. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to be notified when a new episode is available. Keep it weird and never stop exploring. Dead baby limbs. Ugh. <laughs>